Hello, welcome to the fifth episode of the Insurance Podcast, the Middle East edition. My name is Olivia Darlington and I'm a managing associate in the insurance and construction team based in Dubai. Today I am joined by Serena Bamra, a director at Accuracy who specialises in quantifying complex business interruption losses. Hi Serena, how are you? Hi Olivia, I'm very well thank you, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, thanks very much for joining me today to discuss this interesting topic. Um, I imagine it's it's been a very busy year for you dealing with the fallout um, of business interruption claims from COVID-19. Um, broadly speaking, what impact has COVID-19 had on business interruption claims from a quantification perspective, would you say? Um Broadly, I'd say we're seeing two categories of claims. The first is what I refer to as a standard business interruption claim where physical damage has occurred to an insured asset and fulfills the material damage provision of a typical property or risks policy. During the course of the claim, it is also then impacted by COVID-19. The second category is for business interruption claims that result directly from COVID-19. These are claims where no physical damage has been sustained to insured property. However, certain extensions within the policy, such as the denial of access or infectious disease clause, gives rise to a claim. There are varying considerations which we need to understand in order to quantify these types of claims. Okay, so um, so taking the first standard BI claims category that you just mentioned, I think. Um, you're talking about a situation where there has been physical damage to property, uh, for example, a fire arrest building, which has taken place during the COVID-19 pandemic. And there have then been issues about how to quantify that damage when there are also concurrent delays associated with COVID-19 itself. Um, have I encapsulated that properly? Yes, that's correct. Generally speaking, absent the pandemic, BI losses would be calculated by reference to the economic losses flowing directly from an insured peril. For example, the profits that would have been earned but for the incident. As the pandemic has had such far-reaching effects on all businesses, an additional layer of complexity is introduced as to how the business would have performed but for the incident, but also now but for the pandemic. This concurrent pandemic impact needs to be carefully considered when deriving the expected financial position in line with the trends clause. Just for the benefit of people who might be less familiar with business interruption losses, a trends clause allows for a loss to be measured by a formula that will be adjusted to reflect what would have happened to the business results if the insured's property had not been damaged. The application of trends clauses was one of the key aspects considered by the Supreme Court in the FCA test case in England, um, and we will come on to that in our discussion later, no doubt. Um, just sticking with the quantification of standard BI claims for now, obviously COVID-19 has also introduced supply chain issues globally, and this can cause delays in reinstatement um, and repair works. In your experience, how is that impacting the BI losses that can be recovered? Um, 
The delays to reinstatement and repair due to COVID-19 is a contentious area in terms of claim assessment. Insurers may be inclined to take a view that consequential delays are not indemnified under the policy as they do not directly flow from the damage. And conversely, policyholders may be of the view that but for the incident, they would not have been subject to these delays and therefore BI losses in relation to such delays should be recoverable. This then becomes, I guess, a question of proximate cause and whether losses in relation to these delays are proximately caused by the incident and therefore indemnified by the policy. That's a really interesting point. Um, and I, I imagine it crops up on most, if not all, of these business interruption claims. I mentioned earlier the, the SCA test case in which the Supreme Court decided that the case of Orient Express Hotels was wrongly decided. That case involved the application of a trends clause to reduce the losses recoverable by a hotel affected by Hurricane um, Katrina. In that case, the court held that only losses caused by direct damage to the premises could be recovered and not losses caused by the wider, wider area damage to New Orleans in general. The Supreme Court in the SCA test case rejected that approach and overturned the decision yeah, which was, um, I think, quite a shock um, to, to insurers. Um, and in doing so, implied that the insured peril does not need to be the proximate cause of the loss and wider area damage, in this instance, damage caused uh, by national COVID cases or government response, can be taken into account. Obviously, the FCA uh, test case is not binding in the Middle East jurisdictions, but have you seen any practical application of those principles in the UAE or, or other Middle East jurisdictions at all? Um, to my knowledge, I'm not aware of any practical application of the FCA test case in the UAE to date. And as you say, the FCA judgment is not legally binding in the Middle East jurisdiction, although I would expect that a narrow interpretation of the non-damage extensions will be adopted in this region, thereby limiting the losses that are recoverable with the application of the wide area damage principles as those applied in the Orient Express case prior to the outcome being overturned. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be really interesting um, to see sort of how the courts in the Middle East jurisdictions will apply that type of argument or potentially be influenced by the decision in the FCA test case. Um, before we wrap up, are there any other particular quantification issues you are seeing on your business interruption claims at the moment? Yeah, a particular point um, from a quantum perspective is the non-damage extensions in the policy, um, as previously mentioned, infectious disease denial of access clause, which typically provide for short indemnity periods of 30 to 60 days. Um, whilst the financial performance of businesses will continue to be affected past this period due to the pandemic, um, the question is, will it be accepted that claims be stacked um, and therefore allow the insured to make multiple cl claims in succession to recover the full extent of their ongoing losses. Uh, it will be interesting to see whether and how multiple claims will be addressed going forward. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that's also a really interesting area um, that's going to develop over the coming months. And, and obviously, it will be different in, in different jurisdictions, um, depending on the government's response um, to, to the pandemic and, and the 
the various rules and regulations they've brought in in terms of closures um, uh, to to businesses. I think um, that's all we've got time for um, for today's podcast. But thanks so much, Serena, for um, taking the time out to discuss this really interesting topic with me. Um, and I hope it has provided some food for thought to our listeners as well.